This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 048, Down Hometown. They ain't got a classy touch But they ain't good enough to breathe This town's good here, we may come leave But it's now, now, now in this town Who do you think you're pushing around? What's that song all about? Down Hometown was recorded in May and June 1975 at the Musicland Studios in Munich, Germany. The orchestra was added to the Delane Lea Studios in Wembley, England, and the female vocalists and final mixing were added at the record plant in New York City. It's the seventh track on Face the Music, third song on Side 2. In a February 23, 2009 post in an ELO Facebook group, Marge Raymond wrote, Jeff, let me do the small solo part that I came up with. Ooh, I feel you coming down now. What a thrill. You can hear all of us on that track very well, especially the part, Wish I Was in the Land of Dixie. On the end, I am the first to sing Look Away. In a December 19, 2016 article for TeamRock.com, Paul Elliott wrote, Evil Woman is the highlight of an album that includes several great songs in one outright turkey, the daft down hometown. The song was released in the UK on July 21, 1979 as the B-side of The Diary of Horse Wimp and in America as the B-side of Last Train to London in November 1979. Dixie, played by the Edison Symphony Orchestra. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And now we're going to visit a down-home town. Yee-haw! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess this is Jeff Lynn's idea of what country music is supposed to sound like. Um... His version of it, I guess. Yeah, it sounds more like he's channeling his inner Richard Thompson rather than actually doing anything countryish, at least until it gets to the way down there in Dixie part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up until about a half hour ago, since March 1984, I always thought this song was about just a happy band of uh, musicians going around, winning every shows, and a sort of rosy picture of the South, as, as far as Jeff Lind is concerned. Sort of a Disneyland version of it. And then I read the lyrics, and it kind of sounds like a white, hick, redneck kind of guy who has sort of a jingoistic pride about his southern hometown. I mean, he's saying stuff like, it's great here, we love it, and if you don't like it, you can get out of here. We don't like your kind here. So it took on a completely different meaning to me. Yeah, the thing is, though, it sounds more like British folk than it does country music, to tell you the truth. That's why I'm saying Richard Thompson or Electric Fairport Convention suddenly. I can say that this is probably one of those songs that any album can do without. Yes. I guess this album was way too short, and they just had to throw something in. I mean, I know it's only eight songs, and at some point, I guess he just decided... 
Gotta have something in here. <laughs> to me, it's it's always been kind of a, a dopey, doofy song. Jeff's attempt at doing an ELO country song. It's one of those songs that if I did it, if it was on one of my albums, I'd be embarrassed. Oh, hey, I heard the Down Home Town you did on your album, The Seven Never Dim. So like, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember that. I um, Can we talk about something else? Maybe Brain and Brain? That was a good one. The most annoying thing about this song, this this derpy derp kind of song is <sighs> I kind of I like it and I don't want to because it's so goofy in such a dopey way but it's a catchy tune it's good to hear Bev play the drums and not just what he had to suffer through and on the third day and even in El Dorado where it was just a plodding drum beat arms are flailing and he's, he's banging around on there much like on Fire on High he gets to let loose here and I like the strings on it too so it's an ELO song I don't want to admit that I like, even to myself, but uh, all right, it's it's catchy and I don't hate it. All right, fine. I, I like it. It can stay. It doesn't have to leave. But yeah, it definitely feels like something that should have been a B-side. I liked it until it got to the way down there in Dixie part, because then it just suddenly sounds like a completely different song. Yeah, the, uh, the Dixie part. Uh, that part has always made me wince, even when I was 15, for different reasons. When I was 15, I just made me roll my eyes and say, uh, that's kind of stupid. Why'd you include that in there? But as I've gotten older, and I've gotten more woke to the song, Oh, please Dick's. don't use that term. <laughs> <laughs> to the Any, song. Anybody with a, with a shade <laughs> uh, less than cocoa. Um, cannot use that word. I'm sorry. <laughs> As I've learned more about the song, it seems like definitely something a clueless white person would put in their song. Just to make sure that I have been reading the song right for quite a while, I looked up the history, and it really isn't quite the song you probably should be including. Uh, it was written in the 1850s when slavery was the cool thing to do back then. It was performed at minstrel shows, no doubt by white people in blackface. And the song is about a black man wishing he was back in Dixie, missing his slave lifestyle. Because, uh, you know, the black people, they had it good with the slavery, according to the white person who wrote the song in, in 1850s. So, um... That's the whole thing is, even if it didn't have that context, it still has a context of a de facto national anthem for the Confederacy. Yeah, I and mean... And if you're not from that part of the country, or even worse, you're not from the United States and you don't understand some of the connotations that might have, mm -hmm. if you're that far removed from the culture, it's sometimes best to try and avoid certain things. And so, yeah, that's, <sighs> that that'd be kind of feels like, like if I was to sing something in German and then throw in the original version of Deutschland über alles <laughs> oh, and try and get that on the German pop market, I, I, I think that the only thing that would fly in that case would be bricks towards me. Yes. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, unfortunately it kind of has that. I, I don't think he really performs this song at all, does he? This is kind of one of those things that's kind of just been, okay, I did this, and it's back there, and it gets ignored yeah, it, for the most part. It might have been played during the Face the Music tour, but after that, I really doubt that it would made the regular set list. Now, um, 
There's something that I have been wondering about ever since I got this album in March 1984. I was listening to it, you know, reading the the liner notes and lyric sheet that uh, from the inside sleeve, and in the line it says, "You see them winning every show." No, you see them winning every show. There's an asterisk, and at the bottom of the lyrics for that song, the asterisk says. This band has grown a third eyebrow since this track. If I ever got to interview Jeff Lynne, the very first question I would ask him would be, what the hell does that mean? I I certainly couldn't figure it out back in 1984 before we ever had the internet, and now we have the internet, I still can't figure it out. The Jeff Lynne database song facts about this song, it doesn't know what that's all about. It's, It's a mystery. Is it a reference to Kelly Groquette? He's a new member of the band on this album. What's what's it mean? The band has since grown a third eyebrow. I I can't. I don't know. Nobody knows. Ah, yep. And I guess he's not too forthcoming about that. I see. If I ask Jeff Lynne that question, I'm sure it's going to be like a nerd at a con, and he's at a panel with William Shatner and asking him why the light on that board there was glowing red, when clearly in the tech manuals it's supposed to be glowing green. In episode number 13, Spock's spleen. Now, Mike, how can you explain that? And this album was 40, almost 45 years ago, and I'm sure Jeff is going to look at me and just kind of like be like Shatner. It's like... Seriously? You expect me to remember something that insignificant from 45 years ago? I, I, I don't know. Get a time machine and go to go ask me when the liner notes were written. Get a life! Especially since at 46 years old, sometimes I can't even remember what I had for breakfast. Got something to say about Down Hometown? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Are you on Facebook? <laughs> Okay, sounds like you are. Make the experience more enjoyable by joining the Facebook group Jeff Lynn's Blue World. Not only can you post anything even slightly tangentially related to ELO without some tin-plated nerd with delusions of godhood blocking, deleting, or removing you, but you can win sh- ELO calendars, ties, even tickets to Xanadu. Ah, oh, crap! Uh, not the movie, the play. <laughs> Jeff Lynn's Blue World. I think God the dream came true. Once does it sound like the mangerns. If you enjoy this podcast, please show your financial support through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ELOPod, or through PayPal, E-L-O-F-T-M podcast at gmail.com or give to our Kickstarter campaign. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I really like that song. Wow, she liked it! Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some good at patreon.com slash ELOPod. Next week, episode 049, One Summer Dream.